Hey everybody, my name is Liz Moy and I'm a developer evangelist at Twilio and I'm so excited to talk a little bit more today about MongoDB and Twilio, so stay tuned. Twilio was founded in 2008 by Jeff Lawson, Evan Cook, and John Wolthius. Millions of developers around the world have used Twilio and their cloud communications platform to unlock the magic of communications to improve any application experience for their users. From their About page, Twilio has democratized communication channels like voice, text, chat, video, and email by virtualizing the world's communication infrastructure through APIs that are simple enough for any developer to use, yet robust enough to power the world's most demanding applications. On today's show, Liz Moy, developer evangelist, at Twilio, joins me for a discussion about Twilio and how MongoDB and Twilio work great together. Stay tuned. This is the MongoDB Podcast, and my name is Michael Lynn. Well, Liz, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How are you, Michael? I'm really excited to talk to you about Twilio. I've had a bunch of experience with Twilio, primarily in the SMS space. Uh, I wrote some example code, and I actually leveraged something for a, a voting app that I wrote, and the experience was fantastic. Uh, so we'll get to that. But before we get to, to the actual use cases, why don't you tell the folks uh, who you are and what you do at Twilio? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show, Michael. I've really been looking forward to this. Um, I work at Twilio, serving uh, the incredible developer community that we work with and really empowering them to build things with all kinds of different communications APIs. So the way I like to describe it um, to anybody, what I'm trying to talk about with Twilio is, is basically, if you could control a phone number with code, you can make it with Twilio. So uh, we do all kinds of things from allowing you to write code in your favorite programming language. Um, to send SMS messages or WhatsApp messages, allow you to make and receive phone calls. Uh, and now we've kind of delved into um, creating full-on contact centers um, that utilize sort of a mixture of all of those different APIs, as well as video. Uh, video is one that has seen a lot of usage over the last few years, especially and is really fun to play around with. So anytime you need to connect with somebody um, online or over a phone, um, there's probably a Twilio API that you could use to do that. Fantastic. And I can imagine that over COVID, your company must have experienced explosive growth. I'm sure that there's a lot of developers focusing on creating amazing projects to close the gap during this time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's been uh, obviously a very difficult time for lots of people, but it's also been a challenge to connect. And I think one of the really positive things about Twilio is that um, it offers a lot of different options on on how you want to connect with other people. Um, and it gives you a lot of flexibility. So I think a lot of people probably know Twilio from SMS. And uh, for myself, that's honestly one of my favorite things to demo and show off to people, as well as voice. There is 
is a, a demo that if you've ever seen Twilio at a conference or an event, you may have seen um, one of our evangelists do it. It's pretty simple, but I would say very powerful um, because in the demo, uh, what we do is we create an SMS autoresponder um, and everybody in the room uh, texts into a number that we buy live and put up on the screen. And then um, just a couple of minutes later, after we write some more code, um, we make a call back out to all of the participants and connect them to a conference line where they can all chat with each other. So I wasn't sure how this would translate um, into virtual events. Uh, but I have to say, after doing it live and doing it virtually, I would say um, it may even be more powerful because all of the people aren't next to each other um, sitting at a conference. Like they're in their own home offices, but they can still hear everybody at the event. So that's been a pretty amazing thing to be a part of. That's a great use case for sure. What are some of the other popular use cases that uh, that people are building on today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a number uh, of use cases really across uh, every industry, which I think is one of the things that I find really interesting is that um, it could be a use case in healthcare or it could be automotive sales. And the developers that work in these industries are kind of utilizing the same sorts of, of tools. Um, one that I see quite a bit is conversational bots. So this might be a, a WhatsApp bot, you know, where somebody texts in and gets taken through a conversation. And a lot of times, maybe people are hooking into some sort of AI on the back end so that they can uh, make it sound more like a human. There's also been quite a few video use cases that we've seen, um, especially uh, companies that want to um, create something that's in an app that they've built themselves. So they already have the app created and they just want to plug in video for that. And Developers also, I think, really like to get creative um, with the way that they set things up. And I'm really fortunate to work on a team that runs hackathons with uh, developers from all different kinds of enterprise companies. So um, we've seen people create these um, bots that will allow uh, people to put in what they want to order um, and have it delivered to their house, uh, something like that. Um, or, you know, an insurance company might use video to allow people to create a claim on the spot and actually take a video of an accident that they just got into, um, you know, saving everybody a lot of time and headache um, in that kind of situation. Now, you mentioned video. It's not the first thing I think of when I think of Twilio, but are you doing a lot in this space? Yeah, we just made a foray into live streaming as well. So uh, we have this video API uh, that's been just really consistent. It's been a, a really, really great product that a lot of companies have have leveraged. Um, and then just this past autumn, we launched uh, the live streaming feature. Um, so definitely with um, all the different live streaming things that exist now, I think it's uh, it was a good move for us. And I'm, I'm curious to see what different companies are able to do. There have been a lot of really interesting retail use cases that have come up for it. So definitely keeping my eye on that. Well, one of the things that I've been consistently impressed with when I work with Twilio is the documentation. The thing that is really interesting is that it's it's in context. When I'm working in Twilio and I'm in the documentation, most times it's it's actually got the context for the service that I'm leveraging. That's that's pretty amazing. Can you talk a little bit more about the the documentation? 
I could go on for days about the documentation and the team that that creates those because they are really so incredible. And I think one of the big key sort of values that we have at Twilio and on our team is empathy. Um, we always want to be thinking, you know, what is this experience like for the developer and how can we make it better for them? And I think that the docs team just epitomizes that. I really think they do that so well. So it's nice to hear that, uh, that other people have had that experience using them and yeah, our documentation, I think that it's uh, it provides a lot of real world use cases, right? So we were just chatting a little bit about some of the use cases that come up. And one that I came across uh, as I was thinking about our conversation um, is actually a survey that uh, the docs team had put together. It was a, how to build a survey using SMS uh, Node.js and MongoDB. So it's, it's really great because I think it also is very... Um, it details what's going on, right? It's not just, um, okay, paste this in or run this or install this NPM module. It's, um, this is actually what's happening. This is why we're doing this. So um, if you're somebody that's really new to uh, development, hopefully um, you feel supported and like you understand kind of what's going on. And then if you've been in development for a long time, you also are given quite a few options. There are, I think, six or seven um, different programming languages um, that also you utilize our SDKs that you can click through when you're doing um, something in the docs. And then um, we also have a CLI mm. as well. Yes, I did notice that not only was there context for my specific utilization of the service, but it's also tabbed and I can I can view examples in, in Node.js and Python and some of the other languages. Uh, so, so kudos to the docs team. It's really fantastic. So I, I want to talk a little bit about MongoDB and Twilio. Because they, they go great together and we've we've had a good relationship from the very beginning. MongoDB Atlas, the the database as a service platform, obviously gives you the ability to, from a web interface, control, manage, deploy your your MongoDB instances. But there's also the Realm backend and the backend services associated with the database. These are co-resident and you can write functions in JavaScript that have uh, really great access to your data. And it also gives you the ability to have third-party services. Now, we're slightly changing the approach that we've taken. In the past, we had a dedicated third-party service for Twilio, and that simply allowed you to launch a third-party service under the Twilio, Twilio umbrella and uh, load in your account, I think it's called an SID, and the token, right? And then from there, you get a service that you name that's intimately connected to the Twilio uh, implementation that you have. And then from there, you have the ability to leverage the methods associated with the Twilio service. Um, that's going to change a little bit. So for folks listening, if you want to dive in and start leveraging Twilio, you can still do that using the third-party services that are that are unique to, to Twilio. Uh, but those will be deprecated in December of 2022. And going forward, in order to do that, you'll have all of the same capabilities available from the Atlas platform leveraging https endpoints so just a note about how if you're if you're listening to this and you're inspired to jump in and start building something interesting um, you have a couple of ways to do that today so the integration between mongodb and twilio uh, it's largely accomplished through leveraging the api that twilio offers now twilio offers so many different apis you want to talk a little bit about the um, maybe sms and voice-based apis 
Yeah, absolutely. I love to talk about programmable messaging and programmable voice. So I like to refer to these as sort of the bread and butter of Twilio because it's really the two APIs that uh, everything that Twilio is today was founded on. There's this story about how when our one of our co-founders and CEO, Jeff Lawson, was pitching um, the idea of Twilio, he would... Uh, if you're familiar with the concept of rickrolling, which is where you know you send somebody a link or uh, ask them to call a phone number in this instance, and they think that they're you know I don't know having some type of experience, but really it ends up playing Rick Astley's <laughs> Never Gonna Give You Up. That's how he pitched the company to people, right? So he he built this. Uh, you know, kind of simple service uh, where you would call into a number and then it would pull up uh, an MP3 audio file of never going to give you up and it would play it on the line. (laughs) So as a developer evangelist, the demos write themselves, right? Like it's so interactive and it's something that people can grasp uh, quickly experiencing it by either calling in or texting in or WhatsApp messaging in. And um, one thing that I, that I do quite frequently, um, in my in my role, uh, I partner with a lot of the different marketing um, uh, managers and marketing teams within Twilio, and we actually use bots like this to collect survey responses. Like when people want to, you know, we want to ask, like, what was your experience like at the hackathon, or um, you know, how was this event for you? Are we? Is it okay if we contact you? You know, so we use the technology quite a bit as well, um, just in the nature of the jobs that we do. But as a developer, oh, there are just like innumerable ways, right? I think um, one of the huge ones that I see really frequently is people running campaigns where they have people uh, message in and then they get some sort of discount for doing that. Um, another really massive one is uh, IVRs. And I have to admit that I was probably working at Twilio for maybe like four or five months and I had no idea what an IVR was. <laughs> Um, people would always say, oh, for the IVR. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know why I never looked it up. But you, if you're listening to this podcast, you have experienced an IVR. Um, an IVR is just one of those sort of phone trees where maybe you're calling into like the pharmacy and it will ask you to press one to talk to the pharmacist or two to speak to the front desk. So that is, that is what an IVR is. And, uh, it also is leveraged um, really frequently in contact centers. And um, I mean, we could probably do a whole episode just on contact centers. They're such massive, uh, massive builds, but um, definitely contact centers and anything um, related to support, customer support. There is going to be programmable messaging and programmable voice used in some way for, for that type of uh, case. Yeah. And another one that uh, I've actually started writing an article about it's verifying or validating someone's identity via SMS, right? That's another big one. Yes. So imagine imagine you want to be able to have multiple uh, factor authentication. What better way than to, to get somebody's telephone number and send them a text to have them validate, right? Yes. And there is, um, you know... We had a product called Authy. Authy is not as widely used anymore. We, we've moved over to Twilio Verify now. Um, but Twilio Verify is, is really great for authentication. And there are definitely use cases where um, it would make a ton of sense to utilize MongoDB as part of that uh, authentication process. Great. 
Okay, so great information. What about folks that um, that are just getting started? Maybe they haven't worked with uh, with communication, but they they see it as an interesting addition to to code that exists or something a new project perhaps. What would you tell those folks? What advice would you have for folks that just want to get started? Yeah, so that's a great point. Uh, I came to development later in life myself. Uh, I didn't learn how to code until I was in my 20s. And so I definitely can relate to people who are maybe just starting out and potentially not knowing where to begin. Uh, Or maybe you're just somebody who would like to build something, but you don't necessarily want to go through uh, the whole process of uh, figuring out what what language you want to write it in or how to get started that way. So we have some really nice options uh, with Twilio. There is a low-code tool that we have called Twilio Studio, and it is a drag-and-droppable editor that will allow you to kind of chain together different actions using programmable voice and programmable messaging. Um, so for instance, if you were wanting to build um, an IVR, we have a, what we call a widget, um, and you, know, you pull the little widget out, and you can type in what you want the robot voice to say, or you can record your own voice um, and play that back. Um, So you can kind of chain all those together to create the experience that you want. Um, And then if you wanted to save some of that data to MongoDB, we also have, there's a widget that will run um, an HTTPS endpoint. So you could just drop the MongoDB uh, endpoint in there and have it save. Um, MongoDB also has uh, a really nice GUI. Um, so if you you know want to open that up and, and click around and see what your data looks like, I, I believe you can use Compass to do that. Is that right, Michael? Yeah, sh- sure. Absolutely. Yep. Sorry. Uh, the other uh, thing that could be really helpful if you uh, kind of want something that will walk you through how to build a prototype, uh, build something with uh, MongoDB and Twilio. Um, My coworker, Lizzie Siegel, wrote a really lovely post on Dev2 um, that talks about how you can set up uh, an intelligent bot using Twilio Autopilot um, and save some of that data to MongoDB. And we also have a post on the Twilio blog about how to automatically trigger Twilio SMS in MongoDB um, by using MongoDB functions, um, which Michael mentioned earlier. So uh, definitely check those out if you're kind of curious about uh, how to build something, but maybe need a little bit more structure in that process. Yeah, great advice. And I'll include links in the show notes to those articles that were referenced. Liz, it's been a great chat. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know? I would love the listeners to know that programming should be fun. Uh, And I think that's the thing that I really love about MongoDB and that I love about Twilio is I think they really give developers a lot of different options um, for how to build something. And they try to make it an enjoyable, fun experience. So uh, even if there's just like a little project sitting in the back of your mind that you think, oh, this would be fun to try out, you know, make a trial account. You can probably hit either of us up for some some credits. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, I'm sure. And we will uh, we'll support you and maybe try to get you on one of our podcasts to talk about it. <laughs> Liz, thanks again. Thanks so much to Liz for stopping by sharing her experience around Twilio. Learned quite a bit. If you want to learn more, visit Twilio.com. They've got great pricing packages, pay as you go. It's a cloud-based service. And as I mentioned before, the documentation is fantastic. If you want to get started with MongoDB and the integration available to Twilio's APIs, you can head on over to cloud.mongodb.com, sign up for free. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.